Welcome to Music History Monday for March 27, 2023. I'm Bob Greenberg, and the title for today's podcast is Papa's Last Appearance. If you haven't already, please consider joining me on my subscription site at patreon.com slash robertgreenbergmusic, where I blog, vlog, podcast, pontificate, review, and bloviate four to six times a week. A quick comment in reference to the title of today's post, Papa's Last Appearance. Not that you really need me to tell you, but by Papa, we are not referring to Papa John Schnatter, who founded Papa John's Pizza in 1984. Neither are we referring to the stand-up comedian Tom Papa, the sportscaster Greg Papa, the American rock band Papa Roach, nor the American Paul Carrison, 1950-2013, also known as Papa Smurf, whose skin color turned to a purplish-blue color as a result of ingesting a homemade brew of silver chloride colloid. By Papa, we are referring to Franz Josef Haydn, 1732-1809, who was once and forever nicknamed Papa while still in his thirties by the grateful musicians who worked for him. Remark what turned out to be the final public appearance of Papa Joseph Haydn on March 27, 1808, 215 years ago today, at a concert held in honor of his upcoming 76th birthday. The gala concert, held at Vienna's University Hall, featured a performance of Haydn's oratorio, The Creation, which had been completed 10 years before, in 1798. The concert was what we would call today a star-studded event. Everyone who was anyone in Vienna's musical world was there, including Ludwig van Beethoven, Antonio Salieri, and Johann Nepomuk Hummel. Background Haydn was born on March 31, 1732, in the Austrian village of Rohrau, which at the time was just a hop and a skip from the border with Hungary. He was a small, wiry, energetic, and genial boy, and he grew up to be a small, wiry, energetic, and genial man. At a time when the average European life expectancy was just 33.3 years, Haydn remained a remarkably healthy man well into what was then considered to be old age. Having never traveled outside the immediate vicinity of his birth, Haydn undertook the arduous journey to England in 1791 at the age of 59 and then again in 1794 at the age of 62. Still composing masterworks into his 69th year, he completed his oratorio, The Seasons, in 1801, Haydn was considered an ageless wonder by everyone around him. Unfortunately, no one of us is in fact ageless, and time caught up with Haydn when he was in his late 60s. Though he lived until May of 1809, 
His last years were marred by increasingly bad health. His symptoms, swollen legs, exhaustion, failing memory, point to a general case of arteriosclerosis, or hardening of the arteries. While symptoms of the disease first became apparent in 1799, Haydn's health declined precipitously after 1805, by which time, at the age of 73, he was, for all intents and purposes, an invalid. However, Haydn had the rare pleasure of knowing that in his old age he had not been forgotten. His ongoing popularity was astonishing, and from every corner of Europe, medals, awards, honors, and proclamations poured into his home in the Viennese suburbs. Any visit to Haydn at home included a ceremonial examination of his awards, and we are told that when he became depressed in his last years, he drew solace from these tangible signs of his success. The Gala Concert The last great public moment of Haydn's life occurred on March 27, 1808, 215 years ago today, when a performance of The Creation was held in honor of his upcoming 76th birthday. Haydn was formally invited to the concert and was cleared by his physician to attend. It was obvious to pretty much everyone in Vienna that the great man was approaching his end, and as a result, the performance took on the character of an almost religious event. Haydn's friend and first biographer, Albert Christoph Dies, 1755-1822, was there, and he has left us with the following priceless description of the occasion. Quote, the Society of Amateur Concerts gave, under the sponsorship of the Supreme Steward, Prince von Trautmansdorf, on March 27th, the last concert of the year in the University Hall, and thought to conclude most fittingly with Haydn's creation. Haydn was ceremoniously invited to the celebration, at which he was to be the foremost guest, and his health as well as the bright weather permitted him by good fortune to appear at the performance. Prince Esterhazy sent a carriage to Haydn's house in which Haydn drove slowly to the hall. On his arrival, he was received by some of the great members of the nobility. The crowd was very large, so that a military guard had to see that order was kept. Now Haydn, sitting on an armchair, was borne aloft, and at his entrance to the hall, to the sounds of trumpets and timpani, was received by the numerous assemblage and greeted with the joyful cry, Long live Haydn! He had to take his place next to Princess Esterhazy. Next to him, on the other side, was Fraulein von Kurzbeck, the greatest nobility of that place, and from afar had chosen their places in Haydn's vicinity. It was much feared lest the weak old man catch cold, so he was obliged to keep his hat on." Unquote. At one point Haydn's seatmate, the Princess Esterhazy, saw him shiver. 
The princess immediately took off her own shawl and put it over Haydn's shoulders. When the ladies around them saw what the princess had done, they followed suit. Haydn was soon covered with some very pricey ladies' clothing. Uh, we trust this was kept to outer wear. Aside from the ladies' clothing, Haydn was wearing some of his medals and awards. Among them, a gold medal he had received from the Concert des Amateurs in Paris. The French ambassador, seeing this, said to Papa, quote, This medal is not enough. You should receive all the medals that are distributed in the whole of France, unquote. Poems written for the occasion in German and Italian were presented to the composer by his friends. The performance itself was conducted by the court Kapellmeister Antonio Salieri, 1750-1825. The concertmaster of the orchestra that night was the great violin virtuoso Franz Clement, 1780-1842. The audience was ready to party, so early in the oratorio, when the chorus sang the words, Let there be light! And there was light. The crowd went wild, whooping and stamping their feet and bravoing. The performance had to be stopped for a number of minutes while the audience cheered and wept, all the while looking towards Haydn. According to Albert Dias, Haydn himself lost all composure. Quote, he could no longer control his feelings. His sore-pressed heart sought and found relief in an outburst of tears. He had to take a bracer of wine to restore his fainting spirits." Unquote. Glorious though the evening was, it proved a bit much for Haydn. He left the concert after the first of the creation's three parts. Albert Dias concludes his description this way, quote, his departure overpowered him altogether. He could barely speak and could express only with intermittent weak words and gestures his deepest thanks and his warmest wishes for the well-being of the assembly of musicians and of their art. Deep emotion was to be read in every face, and tearful eyes accompanied him as he was borne off all the way to his carriage." Unquote. Valedictory Moments The reception the elderly Haydn received that night was special. Neither Bach, Mozart, Beethoven, Schubert, nor Brahms ever experienced such a valedictory moment. Following the concert, Haydn never appeared in public again. He died, quote, blissfully and gently, unquote, a year later, shortly after midnight, on May 31, 1809. One of the last things Haydn was conscious of before he died was the bombardment of Vienna on May 12th and 13th and the city's subsequent occupation by Napoleon's army. It was a bitter pill, no doubt, for the man who had composed the Austrian national anthem. His last words were, quote, Children, be comforted. I am well. Unquote.
Thank you. To sample and download one or all of my many courses on Subjects Musical produced by The Great Courses slash The Teaching Company, please visit my website at robertgreenbergmusic.com.